So what's everyone been watching lately? So I am obsessed with Traitors on Peacock. Wait. And I guess NBC. My whole family is obsessed with it. And they like talk about it in the group chat. I have not watched. It is. So, okay. So background. Oh, Maggie's I'm here. I'm only 10 minutes late. Yeah, you're fine. We literally just started. Oh, thank God. I'm also going to periodically mute myself and eat crackers during this. What'd you call me? <laughs> okay. You brought that boy home anyway? <gasps> See, first of all, you cannot call people that boy. <laughs> or a cracker. <laughs> me? I can... No, you can't. That's my word. Can I like... cracker, right? Can we, we could use the word cracker, right? Or is it cracker? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I can't say if I'm being honest. If we were to gatekeep the word cracker. Erica, you can't say cracker, but honestly, it's Black History Month, so like we should let you say it. No, I. It's a slur when I say crap in any okay, context. That's, I like you know. You know, like I love I, a rich. I didn't say it. Or a, a rich cracker. Oh, Ritz. Oh yeah. What's everyone's favorite cracker? Probably a Ritz. I would say myself. I think mine's Townhouse. Is that Ritz? Yeah, Townhouse. One hundred percent Townhouse. No, but like that feels really rogue that Townhouse is your favorite cookie. Ritz is not. Ritz are the circle ones that are a little bit. Um, yeah, the the very <laughs> buttery buttery ones. Wait, what shape? Or are they? Are they like circular or are they? Circu- they're, the they're, original Ritz are like, the, are like the OG cracker, I think. No, no, um, no. What I'm talking about town. Everyone knows what Ritz yeah, is. Oh, townhouse, townhouse is a little more ovally. And they have sometimes townhouse like a little yeah. ridge Ooh, on them. Like a little, like, those shelf. are buttery. Yes. Those <laughs> yeah. are good. Yes. They have buttery light flake ones as well. I'm sorry, but townhouse is the version of Ritz and I stick by that. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't think we can say either. <laughs> Anyway, back to before Maggie joined the pod, we were talking about uh, <laughs> our favorite TV shows at the moment. And Maggie, I, no one's watching this but me. But Erica was saying her family is watching this. Paul is watching this as well. But um, Traders, I don't know if you're watching. I haven't even heard of it. Do you even know what it is, I guess? Oh, wow. No, I okay. haven't even heard of it. All right, well, let me. Okay, oh, well, that's wow. crazy. So it's on season two. Season one was last year. Or I don't, yeah, it was last year. It was on Peacock, which is NBC's streaming platform. But the first season was exclusively on Peacock and the second season just started. And they actually last week just started putting the new season on NBC on a certain night to get a wider audience because it's the first or it's the largest non-scripted streaming show right now in the world. So it's a reality show. But basically what it is, is it's the first season. Have you guys ever played? Have you guys ever played? Um, werewolf or mafia yes, yes. i love those it's, games. Bas- it's basically that but a reality show for weeks and weeks and weeks and you're you're never you're playing it f- forever like you're never stopping the whole show is that there's like challenges and, and it's, it blows it up a little bit bigger but basically that's all it is so it's the first season was they casted half of the cast of r- brand new people just like people that auditioned for a reality show and the other half are already reality tv stars so people from like survivor the challenge real housewives drag race um love island bachelor all that kind of stuff um, so the first season was that. And then this season is all just reality TV stars. So you had to have already been on a reality TV show to be on this tra- season of Traders. Um, and it is, I didn't watch the first season. But I'm going to binge it eventually. But this season is in episode five or by the time this comes, it's probably like episode seven. And um, it is incredible. And everyone that I know that has watched season one has said that this season is much better. But basically what it is, is the 22, 25, whatever people enter the house. And the first night, they're all sitting at a round table. And the host, who's Alan Cummings, who's incredible, um, goes around and picks two people to be traders and the tv you, the audience knows this like you know the traders from the get-go 
And then that first night, the two traitors meet for the first time and they have to murder somebody. And when they wake up in the morning, they go to breakfast. Everyone sees the first person was murdered. Then they have a challenge. The challenges basically are to put money in your pot. So everyone's playing together as a team to get money in the pot. So whoever wins the end of the season gets as much money that they got. So you want to work together. And then that next night, you sit at a round table and everyone has to pick collectively they all vote who do they think the trader, one of the traders are. And the goal is to get the trader out of the house or all the traders out of the house by the end of the season. Because if you don't, then the traders take the money and then the faithfuls get none of the money. So it is literally a game of mafia. That- it's literally mafia. But right now, so it started with two. And then the first episode, they recruit a third. There's three traders is how it started. And, and you know the whole show. It's like you know who the traders are. And then you know who the faithfuls are. But people in the show don't obviously know. So the traders have to act the entire time like they're a faithful. Got it. Because you don't, you don't want to get like sussed out. Yeah. It is incredible. And and the we've all been texting, um, well, Paul and I have been texting about Ekin Sue. Ekin Sue is this woman who was on Love Island and now she's on the season of Traitors. And spoiler alert, but whatever, she gets murdered at some Wait, point. Wait, that's why you keep messaging about Ekin Sue? Yeah, so Ekin Sue I gets, thought you were just kept referencing the other no, version, the old I've season of Love Island. I've never seen Love Island. But, um, and I never you can't talk to. about Ekin Sue if you don't know well, Love Island. I can that because she's doesn't... on Traitors. So maybe you can talk <laughs> no. about Ekin Sue because you've never seen Traitors. <laughs> You like Townhouse Cookies, so... Oh, la, oh, la, not I can sue. So Phaedra Parks from Real Houses of Atlanta. Queen. And, um, married, married to Medicine is on this season, and she is a traitor, which is not a spoiler, because if you watch the show, you learn that in the first five, five minutes. Once I can sue was murdered, and they found out Phaedra was like, I had to act and pretend. She's like, oh, la, not I can sue. Not I can sue. Jesus, not I can... And she's just going on and on about it, and it's, it's clearly so fake, it's, but it's hilarious. And anyway, everyone's been like memeing it and it's amazing. Actually, it wasn't fake. She didn't know because it was a whole thing. But anyway, she freaked out. It was hilarious. And people have been like memeing it. It had to be there, I assume. But it's it's must watch television. It actually reminds me of like, I haven't felt like this way about a TV, a reality show since when Survivor started. And I don't really remember how I felt about that because I was eight years old. But I remember being excited. <laughs> and I feel like this, <laughs> this is giving me that, the vibes of like old school reality TV when it was like, you watched Survivor Week or American Idol or whatever those shows were that were like must watch every week. This reminds me of that. And it comes out every oh, week. Oh, cute. I love... Oh. It's so good. It's not binged. I will say that I love when things come out weekly because it's just like people don't yeah. make time for TV. Because like the only reason I don't want like watching TV is because I didn't do it alone growing up. And so I hate doing it alone now. That's a good point. I wonder if... I want... We should... That's an interesting... Because I didn't either. Like, I watched everything with somebody or my sister or my parents. Yeah, literally. And so I can't... And you watched I, those things. Like, I watched, like, Desperate Housewives with my mom. I know. I was watching Scandal with my mom. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> but now it's like, I want to sit down and I want to watch eight hours of television, not just one. Because our fucking brains have been yeah. fucking. You have from, eight hours a day to watch television? No, I don't. So the thing is, I don't watch TV. But, like, when I do, I want to sit down and watch, like, a binge of season. So that's why this show is really freaking me out because I, when it ends, I want to watch the next one because I'm so used to just being able to watch everything at once because that's how we are. As so what you're saying is you watch everything, like, three years after it comes yeah, out. Yeah, like, literally. Like, I would wait, like, I would watch the, not, yes and no. I mean, some Netflix shows and other shows come out, like, five at a time or ten at a time or whatever. Um, but this one is once a week on Thursdays at nine. It comes out on Peacock. This is not sponsored by NBC. But it could be. <laughs> I was going to say, you gave a really detailed description of that that show. I was wondering if you were being sponsored. So NBC, if you're listening, I will take some money. Um, it's so, no, you guys need, like, I would, I'm, you need to watch it. It's just, it's so, Erica, you would really like it, I think. And I think the other two people would do. The other two people. <laughs> other two people. <laughs> These other two crackers. May I remind you that you waited to record with me tonight? Waited. Wait, can we talk? I'm trying to think of people, like, because people from The Bachelor are on it, Real Housewives. Eric, I'm trying to think who you would know from Real Housewives. Like, Phaedra's on it. Sheree's on it. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's the only ones I think you would know because they're black. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Do you watch any of the Real Housewives? Because the white ones suck. <laughs> I am stressed. Crackers say the darndest things. The Real Housewives crackers suck. <laughs> so we need to stop saying that word to refer to white people. I think it's it's offensive to. Are you one, defending white people? It's offensive to one eighth of me. Okay. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> Do you, do you watch this, Eric? Do you watch the like CT from the Challenge of Bananas? I feel like no, no. they're on it too. You know anyway, me, it's a good show. I'm not the bitch I, to it, watch TV. Oh, maybe you shouldn't watch it then, because the the whole lore of it is like you know the people kind of already, but some of them you don't. Um. Well, anyway, speaking of television, this weekend there is a massive thing happening, and we're gonna jump into it now. So everyone, the Super Bowl is this weekend, and you may care, you may not care, or you may need to know more information about the big game and you've come to the right place. Not ESPN. (laughs) If the five humans who are part of this podcast were standing in front of you, who would you think to ask any football-related questions to? (laughs) If you said Andrew, then you are answering my question how I want you to, but you are also answering it incorrectly. This podcast is made up of three queer people, four if you ask Maggie's parents, Two of which are annoyingly open gay men, two women, one of which is painstakingly pink pussy hat wearing female white, and a woman. Oh, no, sorry. Not a woman. Okay, hold on. What's a woman, Kirk? <laughs> no, it's not. And a man who you'd think is from the Midwest, blast Ben Shapiro's new rap song every morning while tanning his testicles, would stand in his dear carcass covered living room whilst watching the national anthem if he didn't have to get his knees replaced in order to do so and ironically takes to truth social to blast off his hot takes on how no men neither colin kaepernick nor myself should ever be on their knees andrew may physically encompass all of the above but shockingly he actually knows nothing about football and that is why this HBIC, head bottom in charge, Paul is not here and he also has hemorrhoids, so I'll be calling myself that, will be educating the white man this episode on the one thing he should know better than all of us, football, with support from- Why should you know it better than me? Okay, well, the next line was, with support from one lovely Buffalo Bills fan, Maggie, <laughs> and Erica, who knows more than Andrew about football, mainly because she has so much more experience watching a big, beefy, six-foot-tall, 300-plus-pound white man roll around trying to get to her big skin. <laughs> what? Kirk. I actually have no... Kirk, what the fuck is wrong with you? And you know what? You know what? Let's take a step back. When the fuck did we start doing this as a podcast? Why can't we be nice to each other? Andrew literally said that I live off of the block named after a civil rights leader. And you're calling me pigskinned? What the fuck is next? No, I called your vagina pigskinned. Thanks. That's better. I appreciate it. Thanks for localizing it, Kirk. I'm realizing what's gone wrong. We have let Kirk be in charge one too many times. And I think I've now said that every okay, but you can't, month. You, you can't defend the big beefy six foot tall 300 plus white men because you've had many in your bed. First of all, I've literally <laughs> never had a, a man that large in my life. Okay, 250 pounds. 200 no, no, pounds? What? We're not talking <laughs> about this. 
Can we get back to the episode? <sighs> okay. Well, that's all I had. Now I have to go to the next topic. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Andrew, let's start with the basics. A little over a week ago, the Kansas City Cheats, I mean Chiefs, <laughs> Rams still sore from them beating the Eagles last Super Bowl, and the San Diego 49ers did what 31 other teams could not the do. The San Diego Employee- 49ers? Wait, are they not called that? San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, whoopsie doopsie. It's the wrong I'm like, city. San Diego whoopsie. doesn't even have this a football our, team. This is our expert football team. Yes, this like, is expert geography. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Wait, right? San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to kill myself. San Diego has a team, the Chargers, no? No, no they, they moved to LA, bitch. Everyone yeah, right. knows that. That's like Everyone moved to LA. Okay. With thir- they did what 31 other teams could not do. They employed a player who was dating a famous woman, Miss Universe Olivia Culpo for the 49ers, and the universe itself, Taylor Swift, for the Chiefs. Just kidding, they made the Super Bowl, but the game will be taking place this Sunday in Las Vegas, and like every year, people will host Super Bowl parties, brands will jump on as many big moments they can on social media, you'll see big production commercials, and that guy you fucked in high school will post on Facebook asking if anyone wants to buy a square in that Super Bowl pool thingy that I'll never understand for the life of me. So, gang, what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl at a high level, like this Super Bowl, last Super Bowl, any Super Bowl, like just the idea of how the culture and the world and this country and the world, I get the world, I said it and I said it again, looks at the Super Bowl. It's just such a massive thing for people who don't even watch football. I think it is a universal concept of a sports event being a huge deal. So I think the fanfare around the Super Bowl is not unheard of. Like, I think yeah. that they're kind of like that, that can be recognized through like soccer, rugby, whatever. I think what is mildly incomprehensible is how much of an absolute capitalist frenzy the Super Bowl is. Like, when people are, I don't know anything about soccer. So, whenever, I don't know, a soccer team that like dudes wear the jerseys of out and about that have like a weird I don't know it's always like Luke Oil or like some random company what <laughs> <laughs> you mean like like American soccer or like the no British like international fo- soccer yeah like Liverpool I know, I know exactly what you mean League, the I know what you mean though it. Luke Oil is <laughs> Bimbo I know exactly what you mean <laughs> but um, like they are really just kind of celebrating the team and then like getting drunk at like local pubs and stuff. It's not like we they start discounting cars, you know, whereas like here it'll be like Super Bowl blowout sale where it's like X amount of money off for Super Bowl Sunday or there's like whole like industry. I think it's a very American thing to turn everything into a sale. Yes. You are right. I was going to say, like, Martin Luther King Day has a sale. And Martin Luther King was like, that's not it. <laughs> like, why are the couch sales on my weekend they gave me? Yeah. <laughs> my weekend they gave and, me. And who decided that the presidents are synonymous with selling appliances? Isn't that crazy? I know so many people who are like, oh, I want to do this, but I'm just going to wait till President's Day. Like, President's Day yeah, is like April. the sale for it. <laughs> Like, it's actually literally next month, Kirk. It's giving winter Labor Day. Yes. yes. Like, they're this. I'm sorry, but like, maybe this is rude, but they're the same yes. holiday. Like, um, what what difference are you celebrating your President's Day? It's just one is in February and one is in September. You're right. Labor Day is the end of summer. Well, not everybody, not as many people get off for President's Day. Yeah. Like Labor Day. I have it off. I have it That's because you have everything off. I agree, though, that like, 
it's one of those things where it's just it ever, it's gotten bigger than football and it's it's just America. It's because it's an American thing, but like the world looks at it too now. It's like a, I don't know. I think everyone watches it for like so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the capital part, there's a capitalistic part of it. But like I do, there there's are a mega capitalistic part of it. This the this is like a already record sales in. Talk about it first off. Talk about a Super Bowl nobody wants. And yeah. there's already record, and then there's already record sales for it. How does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense. You sales for ticket sales, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so this is the same matchup as 2020. Yeah. But everybody's freaking out because this is Vegas, right? The first Vegas Super Bowl, yeah. like that's supposed to like and, mean and something. the characters Sorry. involved too. I think. Right. But like, so just an example of how capitalistic it is. Last year's Super Bowl, 2023. A 30-second commercial cost a record high average of $7 million to produce and put on the air. Yeah. That in every year, it, that average has gone up by 500000 to a $1 million just steadily over the years. You know, a company would never spend that kind of money unless there is a definite return for it. I, I would say the Super Bowl is almost bigger than 4th of July. Oh yeah. Well, and and so like a little insight into also sales buying for for um, ads on TV and stuff. Like you have to buy that years in advance. You also have to produce a commercial very like at least six months in advance, like at least right. And you have to buy the airtime years in advance. You have no idea who's in the Super Bowl at yeah. that point. You're not you're not betting on who the fans are. You're literally just taking a gander that like X amount of fans we'll are going to return. The investment and rich and watch this thing and you have a built in fan base. I mean, that's what it is. It's like award shows, but award shows viewership has died. But yeah. like you have a, you have an automatic fan base returning the merchandise or whatever you're trying to sell. I feel like in the past few years, it's gone from like because of that reason of having to like produce content, obviously months in advance and buy months, years in advance. There's the idea of social media and playing into what's happening. And I feel like so many times, like in the last few years, there's big, been big moments. And immediately after there's like a, you know, there's something going on on social media from brands, mm-hmm. um, which is another way of tapping into it, which will be interesting to see this year. But yeah, Andrew, what are your thoughts as, um, as you? <laughs> as you. I, I always have watched the Super Bowl, either with my family or friends. It's like the one time that I actually sit down and watch a sporting event Unless the Eagles are in the playoffs and doing well, then we might watch the Eagles games leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, but other than that, I never watch football games. Um, but it's mostly because it is a huge event. It's like one of the biggest events of the year. So there's always going to be a party somewhere and there's always going to be good food and everybody hangs out and gets drunk and people don't really work that hard the next day if they work at all. <laughs> So it's it's just kind of a fun holiday, but to me it makes a lot of sense that something like the Super Bowl exists. It's it's sort of like our version of the Gladiators. It's it's like this shared yeah. entertainment experience for all <laughs> Americans, no matter who you Wait, are. I have to say it. It's just so funny that the white guy's like, it's like gladiators. <laughs> That's so funny because yes. I actually have that written written in this. I have a mention of gladiators. No, you don't. Yes, <laughs> I love that movie because so it is me. because well, no, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about just like yes. um, historically, yes. like you know. But I argue that like the when I went and saw the woman we're going to speak about in a moment this summer and Beyonce and other and other performers like being in a huge stadium like that and watching someone perform didn't feel like gladiators because someone's dying, but kind of in a way it felt like that's what people used to do to come watch someone in such massive amount, ma- these huge stadiums, these huge arenas. Football is a good equation. I mean, it's good 
because it also like people are in theory they're like running at each other and like breaking their bodies <laughs> like okay, there first, is a, there's an element of that that we'll talk about first and foremost kirk famously beyonce is a gladiator yeah famously in a super bowl commercial a pepsi <laughs> super bowl commercial the fucked up part about that you want to talk about some things when she comes in there's all of a sudden like a beat and it's like why she's a black woman she has to have a beat behind her voice it's so fucked up, but it's honestly iconic. It was Brit- Britney. You got blood on your face. Britney, Pink, and Beyonce. When Beyonce comes in, it's just all of a sudden like the track <laughs> just starts breaking. I mean, it's it's amazing, but it's very questionable. Um. Anyway, well, speaking of performers and the Super Bowl, there's obviously one woman who is going to be there, not performing, but going to be there. So, Brad's dads and Chad's. You might want to turn the episode off now if you're still here, or if we if you even listen to our fucking podcast. I was like, uh. <laughs> We are going to dive into the biggest topic of this year's NFL season. The one, the only, Miss Taylor Allison Swift. Let's start with one thing. I get it. Taylor is everywhere and was everywhere prior to the 2023 NFL season. So naturally showing her every Sunday on another national platform is only going to make bitches who bitch, which I want to TM, bitch even more. It's a symptom of just massive exposure. Well, if these men were smart, they'd be happy Miss Swift is making appearances during their favorite game because it is only helping the NFL's brand, which means more football, idiots. She's generated an equivalent brand value of $331.5 million for the NFL and the Chiefs. And by the way, she only receives an estimate of 0.46% of screen time, the games that she does attend. My one favorite thing from all of this is seeing dads posting on social media how their kids have become interested in the NFL and football, and they want to sit on Sunday and watch the game with their dad because of Taylor. But the bitches who bitch wouldn't understand that because they've never been around a woman long enough to fucking make a baby. They are mad. Anytime they see a woman celebrity on screen that is dating a player, they blame the woman for playing poorly, a la the Kardashians, or when Jessica Simpson dated Tony Romo, etc. But they cheer whenever they show male celebrities on screen. So I know how I will solve this for them. To any NFL player listening right now, I will date you. That way, when they show me on screen 0.46% of the time, the bitches who bitch will be happy to see an openly gay relationship in the NFL. Maggie, I want to start with you. As the biggest Swifty on the podcast, I think, I think you can take that from me. Um, What are your thoughts on all of this? The Taylor Swift of it all. Well, I've got, I have a lot of mixed emotions because I I hate the Kansas City Chiefs. I I like literally want someone to stomp on them, hit them with a car, roll over them, spit them out. So like, I really do struggle to love their relationship, but like I do. So like, that's annoying, but like, I'm happy for her. And so because of that, I think it's really cool that she's gotten super into his career because he got into her career. First off, the fact that people, the second that the Chiefs won this, won their AFC Championship last night, AFC East Championship, and did the math on whether she could make it from Tokyo to the Super Bowl <laughs> is ridiculous. I'm sorry. You need better things to do than do the math of her being able to take a flight and the time changes of Tokyo and making it to the game. That is absurd. Um, but she can make it. Everybody, she can make it and have a good. Uh, but you have the in, answer. In a Thank hotel you. Bed. I've already watched the TikTok. Great. <laughs> well, somebody else did the math for Ooh, me. So, lame. so anyway, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I can trash it before I say that. Wait, but hold on. Um, but you can. I wouldn't. I agree with you. I, I. I don't like the Chiefs either because of what happened with me last year, and because there's, like I don't need to see them in the Super Bowl again. I don't need to see Patrick Mahomes. I don't. Well, that's what it is. I don't need to see his brother who like assaulted a woman. I don't need to see any of this. But I really do like her and him together it's happiness so and I. we need more fucking happiness showed on on television and on the screens in this world and it's just like good happiness like let's just be happy for yeah. Travis Kelsey and, 
and um, Taylor Swift. They're also just like, it's just, it's great. I feel like it's so nice that they, that she's dating somebody who's in an entirely different world than her. So, you know, like she, you know, she's this incredible overachieving woman, billionaire woman who's done some fucking amazing things in her life. And she's been with all these men who basically can't handle it. Like that's the equivalent of it. And now she is somebody who like in his own world is doing his awesome shit and like making history. And I don't like Patrick Mahomes, but I do like Travis Kelsey and I do like him as a tight end. And I think he's doing awesome stuff. And so now there's two people in two different worlds. Yeah. And he acknowledges like how much bigger she is. And like, I like that, like a lot of her, like, not that he isn't big in his own right, but like she, he acknowledges no, like, right. her celebrity and her impact on the world. And a lot of the other guys, I don't think did that, but anyway. And I, he's like, a, he's so okay with it. Yeah, he's great. Like, I just feel like this is a larger story about women being, or men being okay that women are successful. Yes. I'm drawing a parallel. So Andrew, what are your thoughts on that? Because you're not okay with it. <gasps> I'm just so sick of hearing about Taylor Swift, my football game. Look, I wow. I don't understand like why people Amazing. are mad about it. Do it again in, in the first place. Grad chat and dad and meet Tad. I can't. I can't talk because I've got cracker in my mouth. But it's the report. girl. I don't need to know all that. <laughs> I that was rhetorical. Yeah. Oh, oh. I was going to answer. <laughs> Can I answer? Sure. It? <laughs> I think we all know. It's the Republicans. Yeah. Republicans are mad. Republicans are so mad. She's a she's a, because a far Trump- leftist. Because she's a liberal. And well, she's and also he is. And he is. Yeah, he's so vaccinated. Like, now they're this this <laughs> liberal ish power couple. And it's so crazy because he's a fucking white dude from the Midwest and she's a white country singer from Pennsylvania. I honestly think there would be people saying that no matter which woman it would be, if, if there is a prominent woman, even if it was someone who was more conservative or whatever. But I think it's, there isn't it's anyone. definitely compounded by the fact that she is who she is. Yeah, it's because of the things she's... They hate her anyway because the whole voting situation in the last few years where she's gotten incredible amounts of people to come out and register to vote and vote for people that they don't yeah, want like, to be in it's office. it's election interference. Yeah, oh, yeah, good good call. L- literally, really literally what some people are unironically calling That's it. so fucking crazy. It's the same people who are actually writing voting bills to pass and yeah. make it harder to vote that are, are calling Taylor Swift to election interference yeah, yeah. early. Yeah, um, it, is, it is wild. Um, Erica, what do you think? I am not a Swifty. That's okay. So I like truly have no like general skin in the game, but I think it's fucking crazy how like threatening and misogynistic all of this rhetoric is. And I'm just like, you know, we're talking about like a human being. This is, I get Taylor Swift's fan base can be a lot. And you can say that about a lot of fan bases, cough barbs. But not the barbs. <laughs> that is to say that unlike Miss Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift is like by and large minding her own business and being happy and supporting her significant other. And she is not requesting that these people put her on camera. She is not getting paid to be on camera. She does not need to be paid to do anything. She's good on money. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it's 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 absolutely not her fault that every time she goes to a game, the cameras zoom in on her between every single commercial break. It's not. It's 0.46% of the time. 
that's just smart of the NFL. Exactly. It's, they've I mean, made money. I just read that earlier. $331 million. Yeah, 100%. They're making money. Brand value. They're, they're making money. But that would happen to any major celebrity that goes there. It is, is, no, it wouldn't. Um, well, I don't think I, I will. I will argue that I think Beyonce is the only other person that someone okay. could date that could do something like this. Okay, but I agree. A celebrity will it, it'll impact to some degree. Yes, but to the point I think I, I said earlier around like in decades ago or whatever it was when Jessica Simpson was huge and not this big but huge mm-hmm. and was dating Tony Romo. I remember it, like constantly like my dad yeah. probably said like everyone was like get her off TV or he's he's doing bad because of her. Or whenever a Kardashian dates a professional athlete, oh, it's a Kardashian. Curse. It's a Kardashian. It's like it's just kind of interesting that. Um, Whenever it's a woman, but you don't hear like I think uh, the last few games Eminem has been at the Detroit Lions games that were playoff games, and they showed him a lot of the time, and all the tweets were so positive and amazing, and people were like loving seeing Eminem there, and like what's the fucking difference? Oh, it's also a like a famous thing in in NBA, like all of the celebrities that own seats basically, and like everybody thinks it's oh yeah, in the yeah, front row everybody seats. thinks it's awesome that Jack Nicholson has gone to every single game ever and has always had a seat. I mean, I don't care about that. Whatever. People do that. That's part of the game. But it, to me, that's kind of the same thing. And no one gets mad about all those men who have prominent seats and are always showing up at sporting events. Um, obviously, you're right, Kirk. Like It is because it's Taylor Swift that she is getting yeah. that level of attention. But is she supposed to like watch it on a TV in a basement? Not go support her boyfriend. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. There was a tweet that I saw, which is alluding to one of the things you just said, which is funny, from um, someone named Andrew Nadal. He said, I love the idea that liberals conspired to get Taylor Swift to date Travis Kelsey and then rigged the playoffs because this somehow abstractly helps Biden. That's where we shine. We can't get free health care, but perfectly execute a Riddler-esque conspiracy to run a football game. (laughs) Not Riddler. (laughs) But that's what they think. Like the shit that they, like there was stuff running on Fox News, Andrew, that I think you sent or I sent or something a few weeks ago around her being a psyop. Like what? Yeah, that all of this is engineered and and designed to for election interference. But again, what election interference? Like, find any conservative celebrity who didn't endorse Trump. Like they they Thank all you. did. And also, also for Taylor Swift's platform, I will I will play devil devil's advocate here for Taylor Swift's platform as big as it is. She's never actually said what candidates to support. No. She has only asked you to register to vote. Yeah, she only did the one time in in Nashville. That woman that she yes, didn't like, and but, that, but that was so many yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago. But isn't that telling that asking people to register to vote Means is synonymous liberal. with yes. being yes. Be, yes. trying to steal more, votes? And that's the, Right. That's crazy. That's, they have they have done that to themselves. Yes. I don't feel bad because oh, they have 100%. done that to themselves. She has never taken a side. She she refuses to ever endorse candidates. She refuses to get behind anybody. I get that. She wants to stay out of it because when she did once, it didn't go very well. But she just wants people to go vote. And now she's been labeled a liberal. Yeah. I mean, the power is why. I mean, the whole thing going on with AI right now where there's explicit pictures of her being made that are out on the Internet that she's now speaking out against and taking legal action toward in the White House is saying something. Her impact is just incredible to the point where it's like you almost want her talking about everything that you want her to talk about. But like she has to be selective of what she talks about because she can't just any, anything she says something. It, it makes an impact. Like people are like, she should be saying free Palestine. It's like, okay, maybe she should. But like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I don't think her saying it is going to free Palestine. I don't think, I think she has crazy impact. Yeah. I don't know if that, like, what, what like, is, are we going to stop funding Israel because Taylor Swift had free Palestine? I don't know. Like, crazier things have happened. I feel bad for her because I feel like she has a lot of pressure on her as somebody who controls so much. I mean, like, she has a fan base that crosses wealth. That crosses economic status, that crosses, you know, like 
po- uh, political affiliation, countries, languages, like that kind of is like a lot of pressure. Yeah. You take a side of something, you need to know what the other side is, thinks, believes. Like you'd have to know a hundred percent about every single situation before you could say anything. And for her safety. Like imagine she says yeah. like free Palestine and then like, I mean, I say that I'm nobody and we were joking on this recently being like, everyone freaking out about Hamas. But like Taylor Swift says that. I mean, like who the hell knows what could happen to her? Well, exactly. And also the the effect of what she's the unintended consequences of what she said. If she says something, she has so many, I mean, billions of fans, literally, that there's a lunatic fringe in there just by the sheer yes. numbers. Mm-hmm. And somebody oh, yeah. can hear what she says and and do something crazy. Like literally. That's true on the flip side. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. I mean, she's she's already she has multiple stalkers. Yes, yeah. and she's her her New York City house has been broken into like I think this weekend there least, was something yeah at least I was in New York times. but it was not me um they it was totally it was totally not me but on the flip side Andrew what you're saying someone could do something because Taylor said xyz and then they were taking to like harm other people that are not what yeah, she said and then you essentially she would have that on her conscience on her yeah, and yeah, I mean you couldn't she's a person yeah you couldn't help but think about that I think what gets me about this whole thing is you look at Taylor Swift, who is this incredibly like successful person and not even a person, a woman in a very predatory industry. And she has made a lot of great decisions in her career. She has never done anything that was explicitly controversial. She is not, I think the most quote unquote controversial thing that she's done is she's been in relationships and they've ended. And I'm sitting here like, some of you hoes the calls coming from inside of the house. Like well, you some are of them not can't the get one. in relationships. That part. <laughs> well the biggest controversy with Taylor is by far Kanye. So. But, it was, but it was Kanye. Yeah. And that was well, right. and so this is someone who has done nothing and now they are in a normal heterosexual for the you know conservatives who care relationship and you vilify her for existing and being in spaces and then you have people like Britney Spears who also were at the top of their career and didn't make great decisions because of the people she was around and have kind of suffered for it their entire lives and there are still people making fun of her and how she chooses to express herself on social media. And it's like, how the fuck do we win if a woman breathes and you have something to say about it? Mm-hmm. I mean, Kanye West is a horrible person, an objectively horrible person. Correct. Yet he did graduation. He doesn't. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> and it's like, it's like we can give them so many passes And it's obvious why it's because they're men, but it's like, at what point are we going to step back and be like, this is just fucking stupid. Like we are absolutely foolish. I stepped back when he decided that he was anti-Semitic and didn't believe the Holocaust happened. So do you have like an affiliation to Jewish concerns? In case you didn't know, Kirk, do you want to tell me what I am? (laughs) Put a little hate on it too. (laughs) What the fuck? Why can't you're Jewish? That's okay. Am I allowed to say Jewish? I don't even know anymore. It's just that I think every episode we talk about you being Jewish. Said it. Yeah, she's Jewish. I mean, I think we need to talk about that. We should talk about it. Let's talk about it. You're Jewish. Man, moving on. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> I let him go well before that, but that was. I mean, that's the crazy. That's probably the craziest shit he's done, right? Like, 
Yeah, the signs yeah, have been there. Like the most damaging thing he could do to a group of people is that that was fucking crazy. Yeah, like yes. he spoke as if it was nineteen fifty. Whatever, not, not when, when was the Holocaust? Oh, moving on. Anyway, whenever <laughs> the Holocaust was, he spoke as if it was he was Hitler. It was scary. Well, and that's not the okay. thing. That's like malicious and dangerous. And he has gotten a third. Not even. I couldn't even like yeah. conceptualize the how disproportionate the heat and death threats and violence that was hurtled his way that Taylor Swift gets for just existing. And this is again, someone who will not give that woman her money as in, I will not give Taylor Swift my money. I understood. And has no like care for her music. I'm just not a fan. And even I can objectively say that y'all are being fucking crazy. Get off the internet and go fucking touch some grass. I love when you talk about a touch grass. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, you know, enough Taylor Swift conversation, though. It's enough. We're talking about the Super Bowl here. That was more than 0.46%, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> of the pod? It was like 46% of this episode. <laughs> and that's how I like it. I was laughing. There was one thing that I would have added is that someone said it's because both of the team's colors are red. And they were like, it's red yeah. versus red Taylor's version. Because her album named Red. The Swifties got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just me, Kirk. The only person when you say this with these on this podcast is just me. Which is just you, girly pop. And that's all I need. Okay, if there's one thing about me, I could admit that I stand and support some things and people that may have done some problematic things. And the NFL is... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and it's so of you fuckers. Okay. And the NFL is not any different. I don't stand the NFL. No. But I do like football. Yes. It's one of those only sports I have any sort of interest in watching, mainly because I grew up with season tickets and went to Eagles games with my grandma and my dad. And I do love the fanfare around it. Living in a city that has such devotion and passion for their football team and really any other major league sport is awesome to feel whenever time they win. When they lose, it sucks. But the way that our city comes together in those moments is something that I wish we could do more often for not just sporting events, but like for things that fucking matter. But that's a whole other conversation. But in recent years alone, there have been many problems within the NFL, one largely around race and Colin Kaepernick. It's 2024. Colin Kaepernick's last game was 2017. A lot of teams claim to stand for fixing racial injustice, yet they haven't hired him to be a quarterback. And let me tell you, there are a lot of teams that could use a new quarterback. Actually, in all of the stadiums right now, at the end of the end zones, it says, end racism, it takes all of us. And I always kind of giggle at it because it seems so simple, like end racism, it (laughs) takes all of us. Um, it does, but putting it simply on your field is is not going to do that. Um, it's a nice little gesture, but um, some teams have addressed the lack of diverse leadership on their teams, and many people have equated the structure to modern-day slavery, where there's a rich white man owner and a team full of predominantly black players. And then, of course, there is the whole physical aspect of how these men damage themselves in life after football. Sometimes I think, what am I watching? Am I watching a gladiator? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Um, but anyway, there's a lot of issues with it. A lot of issues with football at its center, and then with NFL organization as well so what do you guys think about the problematic side of football you know this is going to be controversial but brave um (laughs) there was a great bargain that was put in place many years ago where men go to war women hold it down (laughs) and tolerate those men and then they die in the war and then we can like go live our lives they stop dying in war as much and at this point let the piper be paid. So let them all play. Oh. <laughs> let every man play football. That is my stance. That's your war. Would you say that the helmets are too safe? 
<laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I think I think we should do what the NFL really wanted to do and just let them raw dog it. But no, I think it's insane that we still support a sport that literally puts people's brains into blenders. Um, and I think it's also insane that from every level, football is incredibly abusive. There's been countless times of I think it's like the Oklahoma drill is one that is like notoriously excessively dangerous and doesn't achieve more than what it costs um there's been stories of players dying on the field during practices during hot summers and I think it's just a insane thing that we still support in the way that we do like I think that I am I think that professional sports are a great time Obviously, I live in Philadelphia. I have to care about sports, even if I don't want to. And (laughs) I really don't. Grace the polls. (laughs) But um, that is to say, it's so fun to have that experience that it's a shame that there has that there exists this, you know, undercurrent of people are literally putting their bodies and lives at risk when it's avoidable like we can put a fucking man on the moon why can't we keep these men from getting their brains rattled like we have the technology here i think that was china we didn't ever put the man on the moon did we no it was stanley kubrick (laughs) um i agree erica this is my one thing like i when my sisters talk about their my nephews and like playing football or not i'm like no absolutely they can't but then i take them to football games all the time so like what the fuck am i doing like no i'm the same it's just, it's just like it's a thing I've always kind of battled with that like I have no control over ending the NFL like it's such a large thing but do you it's just it, it, I do love watching it and I don't love watching it for like the hits I mean I think there are a lot of guys that like love, people love watching it for like the aggression and stuff I like it mainly for like the offense and like scoring I like that aspect of the game but the other side obviously comes with it so it's just like as a fan and like Maggie as a fan who like is a fan of a team like what are your thoughts on that like how like, do you obviously you care about the other side but it's like Well, I mean, like, so referencing a specific situation, like, I watched the DeMar Hamlin game last year, which was, like, absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And so crazy. uh, Let the listeners and me know. Yes. I I was going to say, for (laughs) for that reference, um, DeMar Hamlin plays for the Buffalo Bills. They were playing the Bengals um, last season. And basically, DeMar Hamlin got hit and stood up immediately after getting it and then literally fell right to the ground. Um, and like you could, you watched him go boneless. It was crazy. Like his body just like, like it was terrifying. And you know, at first, which is so sick to think about this, but at first I was like, oh, that's a normal hit, which is so crazy because like that should not be normal in a sports world, but like that's a normal hit. And then they cut to commercial. We come back and there's like every EMT on the field. Then. They ended the Which game. Which is not, yeah. that's not normal. Well, not only did it end the game, I mean, you could see them like resuscitating him on the field. And I had a friend who was at the game and they were like, the entire stadium has not spoken one word. And it was like, actually, like everybody was crying. Like, I mean, like he's back. He made, I mean, he made a hundred percent recovery. He played the last game of the season, but like that shouldn't be normal, nor should you like, have to worry about that in your career. Like at the end of the day, these are people making money. They make absurd money, but this is their job. But this is their job. Yeah. And that's what people sometimes, I'm glad you brought that up. I think whenever I get in this conversation, people are like, oh, well, they make so much money. And it's their choice. It is their choice. And they make a lot of money. But like, I know that the NFL is a small, I mean, it's 30, 
32 te- 33 teams, 36, whatever it is. It's a lot of teams. So like there's a lot of people on it and there's people on secondary, whatever. It's a lot. It employs a lot of people. But in the grand scheme of like the country, it doesn't obviously. But I've heard this argument where and I, and I, I think this is a real argument. It's like for a lot of communities, it is like one way out. And like, I think professional sports is for a lot of people. So like, again, it's a select few of those people get to, but it's a dream that like is honestly sometimes more, um, seems more achievable than like an an average job because of where people are coming from sometimes. So they, they focus on the sport and the sport itself and like being dedicated to it isn't the bad part. It's just like these moments like that where like you get a rare, not a rare, it's really not a rare hit, but like a hit where it hits you, it hits you in the wrong way. Something gets off. But, but this, but to me, in my opinion, I think this goes back to the, the consumerism and the, like the, the money of it. Like the NFL is, is like, is making money. Like that is their job. Yeah. They're in, in my, and, and it's gotten better over the years, but they're not here worried about, I mean, this is wrong. They are worried about player safety, but they're not like, They'd rather make a buck than save a buck if it's going to mean, like, cutting their biggest stars. I mean, there was a lot of controversy this year when, uh, when what's his name? Oh, my God. Are we, we got to be kidding me. What team? <laughs> the Bengals quarterback. This is Joe so Burrows? tough. Yes, thank Jesus. you. I, I know. That's really <sighs> love, bad. It was, like, on this. the tip of my you tongue. You guys talk about football turns me on. Oh. Ew. It makes my pig skin turn. Okay. Oh. Anyway. Oh. Okay. And my so pink sober. skin. You're done. <laughs> When Joe Burrow stopped playing because he hurt his wrist and his hand, uh, and there was like gay your wrist. <laughs> but can I make my point, Girk? But people, I mean, there was like a side of people who were outraged because of all the bets they'd placed on the Bengals for the season, and they were going to lose money. Oh, people yeah. were outraged. People were not concerned about his wrist or his well-being. People were way upset about the fact that they were losing money and then the Bengals themselves were upset because they were more than likely not going to make it any further in the season without him they were upset about making money it's money like that is the end of the day like what the i mean i I love watching football but like that is the point of the nfl yeah you're right i'm always right kirk you're right i mean that's but that's everything that's like not just nfl that is every that is your job my job her job his job it's every it's every corporation it's every it's they need to make money of course money makes the world go around yeah i I agree though that that profit motive especially being such a gigantic profit motive in the way that the nfl is and even just the super bowl itself is really does interfere with that because honestly that is why a lot of people watch it's it's the same thing with something like nascar a boring race is one where no one crashes but that's a great race for the drivers yeah there's that disconnect there let's be honest that's why if, if you're not watching for the major hits you're still watching for some hits in some way, some form or fashion, because it's going to happen. It's the same thing with hockey, too. People want to see the fights. Hockey, even, there's there's been two things, in, not in the NHL, but in other leagues across the world, where this year where two different people were sliced at the neck on with by a, um, and they were killed on ice. They both died yeah. on ice. Like, and no one's talking about that. Well, because that's like a part of the sport. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying this is... No, too, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's like... Yeah. It's interesting because we talk about with, you know, more day-to-day jobs, occupational hazards. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a pinched neck nerve. So we're all soft in that. Th- that's an occupational hazard I'm not over the, the wrist. My wrist hurts. <laughs> uh, a carpal tunnel. What's up with that? Is his wrist good now? <laughs> I can't. Ask him Leave Joe Burrows alone. He's cute. Isn't he cute? Yes, he's, he's yeah, fine. He's cute. 
Anyway, oh, okay. anyway, Kirk. What um, I say about the men rolling around your bed? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't weigh three hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> I was like, well, it's still wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, we talk about the things that are kind of immediate and recognizable, but there's always kind of those secondary occupational hazards that people don't think of, right? So for cops example, there's PTSD. There's the fact that you're a fucking narc pig to the public forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> How the hell that slip into this episode? <laughs> a cab. <laughs> and and like those are secondary things that we don't think of. And it's unfortunate because you look at things like CTE, you look yeah. at the like pretty much the fact that these men are probably you know, their joints are probably just filled with scar tissue. Like they are absolutely fucked for the rest of their lives. They fully sacrificed their bodies. And what's worse is from high school to the NFL, they fuck them over in the sense that they don't, you know, if you're, if they recognize you as a good athlete, that is what you are for the rest of your life. And they tell you this is the best option that you could have for yourself is to be a professional athlete. And so we have this culture of this is the best thing that you could have. And that kind of triples the fanfare around it, right? Because becoming a professional soccer athlete is not necessarily attainable or lucrative. But there are so many people, especially men, and I think it's why men are so her about it, is because they've all at some point to some degree been on that pathway mm-hmm. towards this football sweaty hot sticky men okay, mega. okay. Mm. <laughs> i want to why leave. are you trying to <laughs> crank kirk up i can't help this reminds it. you of the time okay let me tell a story this oh, me- no. oh no 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 kirk <laughs> anytime kirk says this reminds me of the time i'm really afraid there's a player on there was a player on the eagles like like in the super bowl season we won 2018 uh, which Eagles fans will bring up until 3018 that we won the Super Bowl in 2018. But um, there was a guy on the team. His name is Michael Kendricks. Beautiful. Erica, look him up. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, anyway, he played. He was like kind of trash, but he was more of like one of those like celebrity types of players who like everyone knew, but like he wasn't that great. And um, he played for us that season. And my job gets me into the locker room sometime. Don't ask. And I was in the locker room. And no, like I don't think your job gets you into the locker room. I think you use your no, job. No, I get to into get locker into the locker room. Not while they're in there. Relax. And then uh, I would <laughs> climb through the ducts to get into that locker room and see that man. <laughs> he he is hot. Anyway, so I was before I got into the my friend there was like rumors from someone on the team there was like three gay players that season or something and my friend told me this who knew someone that was in the team was on um, the video team at the Eagles and they so I was like trying to figure out all season who it was and then I was like you know it's probably him so like DM'd him and he blocked me he, he didn't have to do that like you should not open my DM so he blocked me oh, I actually haven't seen what this man looks like now I can't God. see his page and then like um the like next week I was in the locker room and I went to his locker and I took a picture and I said it from a different account. <laughs> I was like, but you never thought I'd fucking get you locked and lo- block me again, bitch. I mean, I don't, I don't think you ever opened it. I don't, know, I don't think there anything came of it. But, um, but <laughs> I... Michael Kendricks, everyone. Why do I feel like you just admitted to a crime? I think he did. I was, no, he wasn't. It wasn't. No, he didn't. What? No, like, I really feel like you just admitted you to a crime on this more. podcast. That's not a crime. Get out more. 
get into locker and, rooms and more. go well, into I was people's in the locker, locker rooms. We were doing a video like for with a player, and the, I just happened to be near Michael Kendrick's locker. Like it's not like no one was in there. So when Kirk is like <laughs> gets a letter in the like, mail, it was, it was an empty locker room. <laughs> it was empty. No one was there. It was fine. Okay, girl, girl. it's just locker room talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh no, I quit. Anyway, he's super hot. So what was the point of that? <laughs> you just Grab wanted to share the test anyway. I guess. Yeah, there's Lux literally Thursday. no we love point NFL. to that. We love the players. Go birds. No, we're not a birds endorsed no, podcast. No, I think I'm say, I think not after that story, we won't be. I think I'm gonna be giving like go bears. No, you're gonna be going go bills. We talked Maggie, about this. What the fuck am I gonna I do? I support the bills. I told you if I had to be a fan of any other team, it'd be the bills. I like have, seeing Jason Kelsey there with Jason. The, with the, Jason Kelsey said the exact same yeah, thing, and he was there to support his brother on a different team. He was like, I want to be with the bills. Like the bills are cool. That's because um, apparently Jason Kelsey told his wife that. Um, he was so obsessed with the idea that he got to like be one of the fans that day in Buffalo oh, cute. and wanted to do every single thing that was like a Buffalo tradition. So he obviously chugged alcohol out of a bowling ball. He wanted to jump on a table, but he didn't get to jump on a table, which is why you saw the photo of him with his shirt off because he was like, I need to breathe in the Buffalo air. What? He's, He's perfect. You know what? You can I love tell him. how terrible of a place you live by their like sports traditions. Do you know that the Pennsylvania or specifically the Philadelphia crime rates go down when the Eagles do well and they go up when the Eagles do Yeah, that's how terrible Philadelphia is. That's absurd. It's a terrible place. That's a whole other topic of conversation that I would love to unpack and I don't know how to do it. But this idea of like the only time I remember like when we win really well, any sport, like the Phillies last year, like everything we go to championships, it's this energy in the city is so crazy in a good way. And then sometimes not a great way because people like break stuff. But the... Like only other time I've noticed that in this city, at least, is when Biden won. And that day, everyone like ran to the streets, and it was like amazing. Yes. But like, why can't we do that? Like we don't have to like storm streets every day. But like, why can't we get together to like bring this energy in different ways to why like can't we other all just what? Get together? What, would, what would you like to celebrate? I don't not not even the celebration, just like taking it the like energy. tax day. Like everybody submits their taxes and raise <laughs> <laughs> your hand if you got fucked by I just the, mean the positivity and like let's, your birthday. Like, let's do you want your birthday to be a holiday and feel like let's like kind of is like it's like let's like. Like um, for climate change, like I don't know, for something why for something that needs to happen, not for climate change, but yeah. For, but I think the point is that it's like change. it's tangible. It's tangible. I, I don't think we're going to cure climate change in Philadelphia. Cared. I wish people cared about other things the way we care about sports in a lot of cities. But that's a whole other topic, and that goes back to the gladiators. I think. Um, okay. <laughs> oh my well, I'm officially God. calling this halftime. It's halftime for the pod. Everyone, go pee. It's only half no, no. It's not half time. It's the, the last segment. Here. I was like, "Girl, how long <laughs> is like, this episode?" No, this is the, this, <laughs> you need to this, not say half time because if I were a listener and I heard half time, I'm. <laughs> this is this. this is middle of the no, fourth, like quarter fourth quarter with six minutes of football. Oh my like, god, okay, twenty minutes. Fourth fourth quarter, and your quarterback just got his wrist hurt. That's where we're at. You know, actually, while we're here, while we're here, while I have my platform for this, Mister Madden or. Football, I don't know who the fuck came up with the fucking rules, but can we make this sport more efficient? Baseball figured it out, and I love it. I went to a baseball game, and at the time that I would normally leave, the game had ended. Do you know how nice that (laughs) is for someone? Baseball games are long. Baseball games are yes, but they used to be a lot longer because they didn't have a fucking pitch clock. That's true. That's true. That's true. They cut it down. They got more efficient football. Let's do that. Or at the very least, at the very fucking least, entertain me. 
<laughs> Depends on what teams you're watching. If you're watching Kirk and I's teams, they're entertaining. entertaining. But I will say, no, that's a good point. Like, I don't. Uh, baseball does it, I guess, and and hockey and the basketball. They like have like there's always the shit happening as the game's happening because no one cares about the sport. But it, it's like that's that's the perfect thing to bring kids to because there's like all this fan for happening. At football games is very like everyone's watching the game. Like it's because people care. Just entertain me. I am not there to watch a sport. I'm there to oh. be entertained. Okay. Right. And so the well, go second to a gladiator match. I would love to see people slaughter each other, but we've made that illegal. If we go to a gladiator match, I will absolutely be putting both of your names in the oh ring. Oh my god. Write down Andrew and Kirk and I want to see who comes out a winner. I'm a heavyweight baby. I really have my money on Andrew. I, don't know. I mean <laughs> same, but unless I like take my shirt off and show him my back and then he'll just stop. Uh, Considering Erica's the tallest member of this podcast. Oh, come on. I'm giving Andrew the, the lead. Listen, um, I will say, I, speaking of gladiators and people freaking out over things I didn't know were a big thing to freak out over, the WWE is coming to Philadelphia this this summer at our stadium and people yes. are like losing their minds. Like, I'm like, that is fake people. You know that? And yes, like, but it's care. This so is entertaining. Bowl. Here's so I think the I'm going to go for one night. WWE is constant entertainment. At no point do you <gasps> stop and take a breath. Football I have 20 minutes to get a hot dog, eat the hot dog, shit out the hot dog, and get another <laughs> fucking hot dog by the time <laughs> we the get hell? to the next play. And it's ridiculous. Get that checked out, girl. <laughs> and then what gets me, and this is really where I'm like, be fucking for real, is when they'll start to move and then they throw a fucking flag and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? We didn't even get to the play. You bitches took a step half a second too early and now you've cost me an extra five minutes. Well, that's because Erica grew up watching the San Diego 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say they're trying to be considerate so you can poop a little longer. Yeah, I will say the flags have got to go. The flag either they do them. I, I go on and on about refs, but like the flags just stop. I was going to say this season was a major flag on the flag. What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. I say that all the time in football games. <laughs> Maggie and Kirk, do you buy into the conspiracy theory that the NFL is rigged. I thought about this today. There's a reason today why I thought it. Would you think it's rigged, Maggie? No, but I do think that they should pay refs as full-time employees so that they are not independent contractors. Yes, I and agree. I think that that would make things really more transparent. There's just no... The NFL has so much fucking money. I'm sorry. Why are our refs independent contractors? Why are they these yeah. rogue men that have jobs during the day and then at night they're like, I'm going to decide if the Chiefs or the Bills win? Yeah. I'm like, bitch... That should be your whole that day. Should be your should be whole thinking that. about that. Thinking about that what, should yeah. be your whole con- like. So it's kind of like college refs where they're not. Yes, it's like no, Erica, but the it NFL. Is like, it is like isn't that the crazy? Ref, I didn't like know park that. Down the street refs, like it is literally. They you have guys jobs. didn't know that. Yeah, so the NFL does not f- employ full time. Same referees. time with cheerleaders. But the, like, the, what some of the refs become like minor celebrities in this sport. Doesn't matter. That's not their. Well, then they can get brand deals. Okay, that's crazy. And then they will pick whoever the brand likes. Crazy. <laughs> I don't think the NFL is rigged. No, it's I don't. not rigged, but there are. But I do think that there is no like. It's like it's like the checks and balances in our legal system, right? You know, like you gotta okay, have I'm the judicial next. branch <laughs> checking the presidential branch, 
checking the legislative branch. You gotta have the refs being checked. Oh my god! If I wanted to learn about bills, I'd watch that fuck. Well, first off, the bills lost. But if one of the one of the bills went further I, than those, if I wanted to learn about bills, I'd put that. What's the iconic um, School of Rock show or what was it called? Really I'm just a bill. A bill. I'm, I'm only a bill. <laughs> if you can't say the um, diss in all one sentence, you're not dissing me. Okay, Nicki Minaj. Let me be Megan Thee Stallion. You can't phone a friend during a roast. Yeah, right. You have to do <laughs> yeah. the roast. You can't phone a friend. <laughs> That's Andrew funny. Is, okay, well, guys, Andrew I'm ending this. to you. <laughs> uh, girl, I'm a piece of toast. All right, I'm going to end this and we're, mo- we're moving on to Burnt. the next subject. <laughs> This year, we'll be seeing Usher take the stage at halftime, and I think I'm excited for it the more I think about his catalog. He says it'll be an ode to R&B, so I'm hoping he brings in some exciting guests. What are some of your favorite halftime performances in past Super Bowls? Destiny's and Child. Yes, hold on. Let me fucking finish. I realize I asked a question, but I have two more. <laughs> and yes, we have in the past, in, on this podcast, touched on how Miss Janet was wrong, so we'll talk about that again. And how can I forget a single mom who works two jobs will be doing the national anthem this, this weekend, fucking Reba McIntyre. So in the past, guys, who are your favorite performers or just notable or things we should talk about from the Super Bowl? Well, I really liked it during the first Super Bowl, January 15, 1967, when the University of Arizona Symphonic Marching Band was <laughs> the performer. Christ, it, I, I remember it like it was it? yesterday. I was going to say, was that when you were like about 50, 60 years old? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was still in my 40s, Maggie. <laughs> I like none of that. Erica, what were you going to say? <laughs> Desi, was Beyonce Destiny Child, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, that and SpongeBob in the bubble. Oh, uh, that's my, okay, <laughs> that is my biggest pet peeve on fucking Super Bowl Sunday. And my friend Kelly, who listens, Kelly, will, she hates this too, is when people post the fucking SpongeBob meme and like, oh, this is so original and funny. Like, this is the Super Bowl. I know. I'm like, girl, star. you are not, you can't think girl, you're the first. You're like 85 years late to the fucking, to the trend. But um, if you can make it original, then sure. I think this is a hot take, but um, um, 2015, Katy Perry kind of slapped. <laughs> That's a very hot take. That's a stupid it's a lukewarm take. take. I'm going to say it. You're fired. Are you more into the shark's performance? <laughs> yeah, like I actually am more. The shark is iconic. I'm more into the fact that that, I, that performance is so iconic. Like there are probably a million memes that rely on that performance. You know what? That's oh, honey, real. You're right. You are right. Well, it is, it is culturally I would say relevant. it was a meme performance. It was definitely right. a meme halftime And not to mention Missy Elliott show. being there, letting crap Missy hits. Elliott, yeah. <laughs> I loved that. Um, who else? Beyonce was incredible. I'm going to watch that tonight, actually. I haven't watched that in a while. But when I, mean, I Nicole, just said that Nicole, to myself. Who the fuck's Nicole? When Nicole came out. Who's Nicole? Michelle and Kelly. Oh, yeah. Um, not Nicole Scherzinger. Um, when they popped up. And it, honestly, looking back at it, like it's they probably they had never done a Super Bowl as Destiny's Child, I'm assuming, which is fucked up. They should have. Um, or should have been a part of it. But um, it was cool to see them on the stage reunited and having like three black women on. They've had, I think the, the more it's gone into the futuristic years of now, we've had more diversity. And obviously with Shakira and... J-Lo, that was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. No matter what your take on J-Lo is, I will stand by that. Shakira was and fantastic. Shakira, remember she, she was oh, fantastic. Remember the That was good. Who was recently? Oh, I also loved when Bruno Mars and Beyonce did together and people freaked out because she was dressed as a Black Panther. Oh, yeah, because it was... Um, and it pissed but all it those was fucking white Coldplay people off. Coldplay was the actual... Oh, Coldplay. And yeah, then Bruno and... His, I like when there's pe- multiple people. Like yeah, the, that was really uh, fun. In the 90s. When it was Britney, Aerosmith, sync. That was like Beyonce had Mary literally J. dropped Lemonade. Yeah. yeah. 
just like a couple weeks before Remember that. Remember that she, she like fell for a second and picked, got back up. Yes. Or she like stumbled. It was iconic. People get so mad. I have a woman that I used to work with that no longer works with me, so I can say this. Um, she, I met her husband in the locker room. No, I'm kidding. She, um, <laughs> she was, she loved Beyonce all the, and like, and then she was like, I'm a huge Beyonce fan. The one year I was like, oh, we have Beyonce's coming to the, the stadium. We should get you tickets. And she was like, oh, I don't like her anymore. I stopped liking her after that performance. And I was like, okay, please. Okay, girl. Mm, soft. Please. Okay, ladies, now um, I mean, we have to talk about Justin and Janet, obviously, which, Ugh. and then he got invited back. Remember that? He did the Eagles Super Bowl year. He did it. And yes. it was oh, he needed redemption. He did. Which was crazy because he did it after releasing his worst album ever. I know. I know. Well, he's releasing music now. Dead in the Woods or something? <laughs> Man of the Woods. I, I'm not sure how I feel about this Usher one, honestly. I'm a little... I think it's good. No, I think it's good. People get weird about men. They prefer women, I feel, sometimes at Super Bowl performances because there's assume it's going to be more flashy. But I think... This is going to be, hopefully, if he has guests come out, I I hope it's similar to the one two years ago where it was like five of them doing the 50 years of rap. Or it wasn't officially 50 years of rap yet, but it was like a celebration of hip hop, yeah. which I thought was incredible. But see, I thought that, I thought, I mean, like I liked it. I thought there was too much going on though. Like that was kind of like a lot to to visually see if you weren't there. It, it was. I said like a white person, isn't it? But you're not a black person. So. <laughs> I like that performance. That, that, yeah. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. It, was, it was perfect. I, was I mean, fan. I agree. It was very visually overwhelming to watch, but yeah, I think that was. was kind of the point. Mm. I feel like they since tightened it up though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I feel like they definitely. Who was last from year? That. Rihanna. Rihanna. Duh. Well, I was sorry. I was like not in the right state of mind. I was so drunk, and we were winning at that point. I think, and I was like, "We're gonna win the Super Bowl." And then, and then you didn't. We didn't. But Rihanna was great. She was pregnant, right? Yeah, that's yeah. how she revealed her pregnancy. Maybe Usher will reveal he's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I go back and forth with Usher. Someone told me Usher had herpes, which is like, oh, shouldn't what? be a reason yeah, to that's back like and forth a with thing. someone. Am I okay? And then I'm not me shaming him for having this STI. And then part <laughs> of me also was, um, he, someone said he smelled really bad, which also was not a reason to hate somebody. So I like Usher. I was always amused that the reaction to the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake wardrobe malfunction was the NFL was like, oh, we have to get some old fucking white dudes in here for a couple of years. And they went with Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones back to back. Oh, I didn't oh even God. remember. Yeah. yeah. Remember You're totally and right. It, it was literally like, they're like, oh, we're not going to have anyone who is under the age of 65 or non-white on this stage <laughs> until people cool off. There, I mean, they did, after the Stones, it was Prince, which I think that performance is incredible. Yeah. But then oh they went God. back to Tom Petty and then Bruce Springsteen and The Who. <laughs> it wasn't until the Black Eyed Peas that they started letting black people back on that stage. Okay, I was just going to say, oh. it's crazy that if you were oh. to ask me my memories of the Super Bowl, it would be Janet Jackson's boob, my first boob, and <laughs> Wait, is that the move that changed everything for you? I think it was a what? well, it, it, it like like sparked my interest. Yeah. Um, Ooh, uh, I like to know that. And then black eyed peas, and yeah, I, I just I thought black like, eyed peas. Oh, I'll never forget. Oh, please, I'm gonna I, watch that now. I'm a black eyed peas bitch. I'm locked. It was in. it was very mid two thousands coded. You are right, Andrew. Because after then, even after they gave Prince a little nod, and then it was Tom Pity, well, Bruce Springsteen. But I think, I think Prince lives outside of that. Yeah, absolutely. Prince is like a transcendent being of some other world. No, I agree. I agree. So I think he, plus you know, of his age and of the caliber of performer he is, like he's not out of line with all the performers 
they had on. But yeah, they went super conservative. I mean, even the Black Eyed Peas in 2011 is a conservative move. I forgot Madonna did it. That was good, too. I remember that yeah. performance. And that's when they started to play around with bringing in Gaga. younger performers and a more maybe edgy, like, you know, they had CeeLo Green, Nicki Minaj, MIA. Did you just refer to CeeLo Green as young and edgy? <laughs> well, at that time, at that time, it, he was a, yeah, a more edgy who performer. The fuck, hold on. When did CeeLo Green do the wet, halftime show, guys? What, what are you Kirk, reading? Kirk, I grew up with CeeLo Green. 2012. There's a Reddit thread about, like, he's, like, done some crazy, he's, like, I don't know, Kelly, if you're listening, she showed me this. She, like, he likes either human traffic people or something crazy. No, yeah, he, like, he, was, he, was, he was a, a weirdo. He was a weirdo. Glee really um have you ever seen his little arms? <laughs> okay. Well when did he he obviously jumped in someone's performance because he was twenty twelve. It was it was when when With you Beyonce? were you were just talking about Madonna. Yeah, oh, Madonna, Madonna when they had all the people and that's when they started to have LMFAO. A, yeah, it was an funny. edgier performance. They started making it edgier again. Yeah, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, yeah. Katy Perry, Coldplay. Gaga was incredible. Yes. Maroon 5 was, that was pissed me off because he was like naked the whole time and no one, and got, like, no one cares hot about that. Hot take, I think they singer. suck. I think they suck. They, that's not a that's hot take. That's not a hot take. No. That's not a hot take at Who? all. They suck. Who? Maroon, Maroon 5. 5. I've never loved you know, like, no, no. Maroon 5. I'm not going to okay. say they. I'm not going to oh, say they. I think it's really fucked up to say they. Adam Levine sucks. You're right. Well, you're yeah, right. but it is not fucked up to say I mean, the rest of the performers culture, are competent, but like the music is so generic. Oh, He's yeah. He's also right, a well, bad well, singer. Yes. Listen, we're, we're not going to keep talking. What I'm going to ask you guys now before we go into our game is who do you want to see that's relevant, right? Or whatever. If someone that obviously, who would you pick to do the halftime? Limp Biscuit. I already said oh that. <laughs> Andrew who? Limp Biscuit, duh. What? No, I seriously need in my lifetime, I think it'll happen. I think Miley will do it. I think, I don't think Taylor's ever going to do it. No. I really feel like she won't do it. I don't know why. I feel like she's never going to do well, it. Well, I don't think it, I don't think they would ever want to do that because it wouldn't be a Super Bowl at that point. It's crazy. It's going to be a Taylor Swift concert. As crazy as it, as well, maybe, it is. Well, right maybe not now. in 15 years she sure, could do it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, okay. Miley, I think, should do it soon. Um, I was going to, I think like five years ago, I would have said Justin Bieber will do it, but I don't know if I'll ever do it. I don't know if this is a hot take, but I, I kind of want a country vibe. Oh, that is Morgan Wallen. Take. Not, <laughs> I specifically did not say Morgan Wallen, but like, uh, like a, like Casey Musgraves or like, a. um. Oh no. I love her, but I don't think she could, she has to be a group of people. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm listening. Like if they did like a group of country people. Yeah, if they did country, yeah, country, a country theme, I think it would make like sense Like Carrie Underwood, yeah. Shania Twain, Sheryl Crow. Oh, so like gay country. Power pop country girlies. Casey Musgraves, right. Kelsey Power Ballerini. Power pop country girlies is the perfect way to say it. That's I love that. That'd be kind of fun. I call it gay country, but yes. Great. That's I totally like that. Fun. I'm going to call it gay country too. <laughs> It sounds like a radio station. Gay country. On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should start that. Wow, that would bridge a lot of people together. It would. Um, I feel like that would just be like fun. Like, it, it, you know, like. No, I said, let's plot it out. It's Carrie Underwood, Shania Twain, Cheryl Crow, and they're unlimited. We can have 100 people. Okay. <laughs> Casey um, Kelsey Muscrace, Ballerini, Casey Kelsey Muscrace. Ballerini. Well, that might be it. What about that? Is Miranda Lambert okay? Is she oh, like. Mm, is she a her. good person? She got well. I don't know. Maybe she could do like. Can a we minute. do Florida Georgia Line? No. Well, no, they're not the full. Didn't Georgia? Oh, they sang at the inauguration, didn't they? No, only one of them did. Georgia. Oh, well, I like pop. 
The Girl, Georgia please side. be girlies. Please be girlies. Fine. So Florida voted for Trump. Dolly so Parton. No, you put Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton. Oh, and sorry, they Dolly. Ended, and they ended. Miley could be in that too. But maybe just Miley and Dolly do. Miley and Dolly do one. Yes, they end the whole thing doing. No, Jolene no, it's together. just the whole thing is Miley and Dolly. I think. Oh yeah, I feel like you know what? To be honest, I think they're too big to put with other. Do you like, know what would be appropriate this halftime show? Now knowing who's there. It should be Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens doing High School Musical <laughs> because, of, Tra- because of Travis and and um, Taylor. Wouldn't that be crazy? Well, if you work for the NFL and you book the halftime show, please contact us. We have some ideas. <laughs> we for have you. some ideas, Wait, and we're like a week out. But here's no one even asked. Here's mine since I didn't even get to say it. I asked everybody. No, I never got. <laughs> to and then we, we went on this the whole riff about yeah. country music where I completely. Blacked out. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm one of those out. annoying white men that needs you to know that I like all music except for country. You okay. want Limp Biscuit? You, you already guys? answered. That's not serious. All right. How about Although you guys fight when I'm not trying to talk? Okay, Erica, go. In the spirit of current events, I would love <laughs> to see what will be known in history as the bloodiest Super Bowl of all time. <laughs> I would love to see Megan the Stallion and Nicki Minaj perform opposite stages. There is barbed wire between the barbs and whatever Megan the Stallion's fans are. Hotties. And the hotties. And they just perform diss tracks back and forth. And we'll see if the barbed wire like keeps them in. I, I don't think it will, which will be like kind of amazing. Um, <laughs> just, just a human meat grinder on the field. <laughs> yeah, this is giving, really fucking weird. This is giving WWE as a halftime show. Yeah. Do performers perform at WWE? Yeah, they have like they have like. I like, they'll have someone at this yeah. this year. Yeah, they're right? just Morgan not Wallen. Black. Morgan Wallen. <laughs> Morgan Wallen, girl. We got to talk about. It. We don't actually. We don't need to talk about him. No, we don't. Um, I think I like that idea, Erica. Um, and on Nikki's side, there'll be a whole gaggle of sexual offenders. <laughs> I thought you were going to say young money. <laughs> but <laughs> Fun too. Um, Nikki's by match. She was not that halftime last, the two years, three years ago, whatever it was. Mary J oh. was. Mary J is iconic. I love Mary J. She is such an auntie. But I think Miley should do it soon. I don't know why I keep saying that, but I think she has enough hits if you really, if you think about it. She does. I don't really think it's about hits. Yes, it is. You have to have hits people want to hear. Well, yeah, but there's plenty of artists who... I think she missed her window. Her window no. that... No, no, no. Hear, hear me out. Her window that would have worked, no. it was during her her phase where she was aging up and becoming yeah. a sluttier performer with more sexual songs. And yeah, but she didn't have enough that, yet, though. No, but, and I think that kept her off of... That would have been her moment to be... Oh, yeah, because yeah. Because she was... But sometimes she, artists come back like Yeah, back I'm sure, I'm sure she Bowl. might. She might, but just, young enough. just when that her career was really hitting that apex yeah, yeah, at yeah. that point, yeah. that would have been a prime time for her to be on the Super Bowl because of her fame. And she... I, I mean, I guess she alienated a lot of the conservative fans that would watch her. TBH, I would like to thank Miley Cyrus because she hit like her her and I hit. (laughs) (laughs) Please elaborate on you and Miley Cyrus's relationship. Miley Cyrus. I feel like we both rebelled around the same time. And so my like, do you know and do you want to know what inspired her to rebel? Philadelphia. She lived here. Wait, really? She was living on South Street when she cut her hair and bleached it. 
um, because she wrote all the bangers on South Street because um, her fiance at the time, um, Liam Hemsworth, was filming a movie here. What movie? Uh, it was out in the suburbs, like in Bluebell. It was called um, Who oh. Fuck Knows, but it was like out in like the. But, the so suburbs. it wasn't. It. I was like, I'm surprised no one like said it. That's so cool. But yeah, she did. She drove up to New York, got a haircut there because she didn't trust any, I guess, any salons in Philadelphia. I but wouldn't she was either, in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Andrew, for uh, mansplaining me, Miley Cyrus. Anytime. <gasps> Do you have a different answer besides Limp Biscuit, Andrew? The 9-11 Encourager band? <laughs> yeah, the band that did 9-11. I would, like, I would like RuPaul, though, and like all the drag queens. Sissy that wall. That would end Red America. And, and fracking, because fracking, <laughs> fracking will make the red people happy. The red people. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really have anybody because I don't, I don't listen to pop music all that much. They don't have to be pop music. Yeah, no, I'm, are something? we talking like realistically? No, we're talking. What do you? Yeah, want? yeah. You think realistically, I can get Megan the Stallion? I think I Megan the Stallion. If Beyonce, if Beyonce ever does a Super Bowl again, I think Megan. Yeah, the I could see. I could oh totally yeah, yeah. See They'll her. do Savage, and I'll melt. Yeah, they did it in the Renaissance tour movie. You should see it. It's incredible. Um, Andrew, so Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. I mean, I would have to go with him. I, honestly, I would love to That's see. That's fine. I like. I it. would love to see System of a Down play. I think it's their time has passed for that. But I think there was a period of time in the early two thousands a band like that <laughs> could have done it. Who else is googling they... this band? Right now? <laughs> How have you down, never heard could, of System what, of a Andrew, Down, Andrew? What it should be is like System of a Down, Fallout Boy. Yeah, all, like, all those bands do. But that, I think that would work. Yeah, I think it would. But I don't want to see it. So hopefully, the Eagles win the Super Bowl this I've literally <laughs> never seen a single one of these. You know System of a Down. Well, if the Buffalo Bills go to the Super Bowl, um, Josh Owen is dating Haley Seinfeld and she can sing the Super well, Bowl <laughs> halftime show. Uh, well, speaking of my game that you just kind of ruined, <laughs> that's in my game. So let's take a break and we're going to come back with a game and be done with this fucking thing. This better be the best game I've ever played. It's literally not. It's probably one of the worst. Welcome back to Hellscape Carousel. And we're going to play a game. And it is... I didn't name it, as I normally don't. So I gotta think you're name. not it very is, proud of it. It is... Um, name that wish. bitch. It is Name That Bitch. It actually kind of is Name That Bitch. It is Name The Woman That I'm Referring To Who Dated a football player so it's basically name wives or girlfriends po- past present or not future because i don't really well, know wait, call it, we should call it tag the wag Ooh. tag the wag what is wag wife and girls what was the name for wives, wives and, and girlfriends, girlfriends. Is, oh tag the wag these women make these are what people make the bitches who bitch bitch first and foremost josh allen quarterback of maggie's buffalo bills is currently dating which celebrity Haley steinfeld that she just ruined Haley steinfeld so Haley steinfeld erica and andrew if you don't know is an actress and singer. You know who she yeah, is. Yeah, I know who she is. You love her. Okay. All white men, straight men, not just white men, straight men love Haley Steinfeld. And I know she's hot, but this is the truth. People people do. Because she's not overly famous, but she's famous. What song What song did she come out with? She has done a lot of songs. She was in Pitch Perfect. Did she do that? She is I my ideal me. level of fame. Yes. I, think. I love myself. Do you think yeah. she's like the ideal level of fame? I think she's the ideal level of fame. Like for me personally, yeah. Like she's, she's super low-key. Well, she's also been in Marvel. She's been in Marvel movies, which is why all the white guys know who she is. She's been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. I love her music. I love me. I want to be like 
ritual sacrifice Illuminati level of fame. Like if I'm going to be famous, I want the whole thing. Okay, well, listen to the Cat Williams episode because no one else did. (laughs) Josh Allen dated his hometown girlfriend for a very long time and they broke up. This was his first season not dating her. Well, that's not the game that I'm playing. Okay, what is (laughs) the name of Tom Brady's celebrity ex-wife? Giselle Bunchen. Bunchen. Mm-hmm. But before that, he had a relationship with the woman from Blue Bloods, and then they had a really messy situation. And then after that, he was making out with his son. Okay, which actress was dating anti-vaxxer and the quarterback who couldn't even last a full play this season, Aaron Rodgers? Oh my Shailene God, Shailene Woodley. Woodley. Yeah, good job. She that was? relationship was so weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, for during COVID times. And then she was like, I've come to my senses. This is wrong. But she was like eating plastic. Do you remember? Do you remember? I feel like there was like a yes. weird moment during COVID where she was like yes. eating plastic or something. She's weird. We'll have to do an episode on Aaron Rodgers one day because what the fuck? Yeah, we should get him on the podcast. I, That's exactly who I, I didn't know to. anything about Aaron Rodgers until he started invading my conspiracy world. I was like, what the fuck is this <laughs> football is player doing on Alex Jones' show? Shut up and pass. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Which anti-vaxxer was married to Jay Cutler? You might not even know who Jay Cutler is. I only know who he is because of this person. Wait, can you give us hints? She's an anti-vaxxer. Um, <laughs> oh, um, she's going to be some Yeah, I'll give a line. Woman. I'll give a line that you guys might know. Um, my car is Dunzo. Steven. What? What? <laughs> okay, you guys suck. Um, she's not Lauren Conrad, but... Kristen Cavallari? Cavallari. Yeah. She's an anti-vaxxer? Am I like talking to air right now? <laughs> yeah, she's an anti-vaxxer. She's very problematic. But I, she, that's, that's one of the people that is so problematic, but I still will stand. Why? <laughs> that's crazy. What is she? I don't know. Because, I mean, I don't really stand her, but like I loved Kristen back in Laguna Beach. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I will say her. You had to be team Kristen. And like Lauren Conrad's a much better person probably, and kudos to her. But Kristen Kevlar had, had lines on that show. She was great. Okay. Who dated Tony Romo and married a different NFL player? Jessica Simpson. Good job. We gotta check in on her. I need to do a wellness check on her. I haven't talked to looked at her in a while. I'm obsessed with um, her. But I love her. I'm are you gonna are you gonna brilliant. text or call her when you do? No, the I'm gonna look at her check. Instagram. I just haven't like looked at her. Like, I feel like <laughs> she's brilliant. She's so much money. She's at shoe brand. Gonna send her a quick email. Hey, it's Kirk. Hey, Jesse. Every, t- every time you. I think about her, I think about the tuna thing. Every time, I, um, the, the chicken of the sea. <laughs> Is this tuna I have here? A chicken. <laughs> Whenever, yeah, I love her. People, people don't, but I do. Um, all right. Who is married to the beautiful yet extremely corny, super rich, so he can marry me if he ever gets divorced? Russell Wilson. We have the same Sierra. last name. Yeah, I would say to Andrew's point earlier about like Taylor Swift and like if anyone else like famous person like Sierra is not as famous as Taylor Swift. Obviously, and right now she's not, but she's like on a like icon level of she'll always be famous. That like I think pe- I don't know if people got mad about that, but I would wonder to look back and see if at first people got mad about that. I, I think know. people had a lot to say about like their actual relationship. Like it wasn't so much yeah. her coverage, but like the black community had some words about their parenting and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. We have two more. Which iconic reality TV queen was married to former Philadelphia Eagle Hank Basket? They had a reality show together. They got divorced. It better have been called Kim? Basket Case. No. Was it Kim? No. No, she's... um. E, from E, the show she was originally on was E, on E. She's probably on E. Um, Take a shot at how many times. Her show, her her show was like, e. her show was her and two other women. And they were like a threesome of sorts, having a threesome of sorts with some man that's no longer alive and he is dead. Oh, Kendra? Yeah, Kendra Wilkinson. Yes. She was from The Girls Next Door. She was a Playboy Bunny. 
I love her. Okay, my last one is what is the name of Simone Biles' loser boyfriend who plays for the Packers? Exactly. Girl, I don't know. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> literally don't know and literally don't care. Was that it's also it's not her boyfriend, it's her husband. Whatever. He's a fucking loser. We should end His the institution of marriage anyway. Okay, Andrew. I'm kidding. He might not be a loser, but that was not a cool situation that he had going on. No, but his name is Jonathan Owens. What did he do? He plays for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, Andrew, he um I'll send you clips, but he was given an interview a few weeks ago and he claimed that he had no idea who Simone Biles was when they matched on Tinder or he she DM'd him or something. And to this day, it like, stands by that and was like, I have no idea who she was. And then kind of like, it was very rude the way he said People it. basically like compared his, his like talk of her career to like how Travis talks about Taylor's career. Yes. And it was completely opposite. Like this bitch was on a, I shouldn't call her this bitch, but you know what? This bitch was on a Wheaties box. Like everyone fucking knew. Also, she's more famous than him. Like pe- yeah, and he, that's the a- running bit. It's a weird. She literally flex. has broken down barriers. He's just like a football player. He's not. Even, he's not Travis Kelsey either. Yeah, like Travis Kelsey's already going into the Hall of Fame. Jonathan yeah. Owens, maybe, maybe not. We're not sure. I mean, he's he's cute. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. Well, guys, we hope you enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. And um, I personally don't give a shit who wins. I don't want the 49ers to win, and I also don't want the Chiefs to win. So I'm lost here. We're rooting for Usher. We're rooting for Usher. I maybe I don't. I think I need to pick the 49ers over the Chiefs, yes. even though the 49ers beat the Eagles this season and caused the Eagles downfall. Did they really cause the Eagles downfall? <laughs> they did. The the, the, they they lost the that Eagles game and then the game downfall. I think me DMing that man caused the Eagles downfall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That was like five years ago. Here's the real problem, right? In 2020, the 49ers and the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Donald Trump and Joe Biden were the candidates. The Chiefs won, Biden won. So therefore, in 2024, the 49ers and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Biden and Trump are the nominees. The Chiefs have to win. Oh, fuck. Are we getting another folklore? Did the last four years of our life, like, was it all just a dream? Yes. What the fuck? Yes. (gasps) A nightmare. This is a hellscape carousel. (laughs) The past four years of our life have been a hellscape carousel. I used to read Rita against me. What? I would say, and I used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> Get it? It was all a dream. What the fuck? <laughs> I used to read Word Up magazine. That's exactly how he said it. I'm it ending this like, episode. It and sounds this like podcast. the Bill the Bill song, please, School Rock. Thanks for listening. I get it. If you don't want to subscribe, Kirk's <laughs> annoying. <laughs> subscribe because you love me. Because I'm Maggie. I'm Kirk. I'm Andrew. And I'm Erica. I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? I made that bitch famous. God damn. I made that bitch famous. Thank you for listening to Hellscape Carousel. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more episodes. 